LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. And we're back on the podcast today with the topic that I, probably I'm most excited about this. You of are all excited. all the topics we've ever done, this is my favorite topic. Second to Christ. That's a, lot, that's a big statement <laughs> second, right there. Second to discipleship. Walking with Christ, marriage, family issues. Okay, so it's really not important then. <laughs> but if you, yeah, if you put all those things aside, it's a second tier topic. Yeah, that's a lot of topics. Maybe a third tier topic. Okay. But of the third tier topics, it's the best one I've ever. It I've may been. be the most applicable to the listeners. And the funny thing to me is, you suggested it. Right, because I knew you'd had a lot to, have a lot to add to this discussion. The topic I may we're going to have anything to add to this discussion. Okay. I just want to hear the discussion. Uh, I have no clue what we're going to say about the topic. So tell us what the topic, what is, the topic is today. Today's topic is uh, we're going to talk about how Fortnite and PUBG connect with disciple making. <laughs> Explain what PUBG is for PUBG those who don't know. PUBG is a game. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is a game that took off a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, uh, a battle royal type game. So this is a computer is game. Is it royal PC or game. royale? Royale. It's, uh, I say battle royal, but it's Is it battle royale? royale? Is it royale, Dylan? We need, we need to ask fact our check fact that one. checker. Fact we need to fact one. check. I'll we don't want to be wrong. Royale. And I'm usually right. I think the mo- the James Bond movie Casino Royale. Ooh, ooh. And Andrew, any words of wisdom here? No, it could okay. be battle royale, but okay. I don't say royale. I'm going. gonna say battle royale. So anyway, it's a game where you get in, you fight other people until you're the last man or woman standing, or your team is the last one standing. And so that game was really successful. Another game came along called Fortnite. They're like, that game is good, but it's technically garbage. It doesn't work really well. We need to make one that works really well. So they did. Called Fortnite. And Which is funny because when that first came out, we laughed at that game. I did too. I was like, who's going to play this cartoon This is a cartoony, game? gimmicky kind of yeah. game. It's copying 100% the, what PUBG's yeah, doing. The whole yeah. model was copied and, exactly. and kind of cartoon. And they gave it away for free, which were like, how, how are you going to make money game. off of this? And what we found is we are way off on way that off, one. Way off, way off. We were way off on that. Kids love I it. I read an article the other day that kids are addicted to it, the same type of addiction you would have to hard drugs, cocaine. No, I know. Because, okay, here's the thing, because it, it raises the levels of serotonin and dopamine in the, in the game, mm-hmm. and you get a hit on a win and, or... And they want to jump in and play that more. They want to do anything okay, else Okay, but life. here's the point. Okay, why are we talking about video gaming on a disciple-making podcast? That is an incredible point, and one that I'm going to need you to answer. Okay, that's a good question. Okay, here's the <laughs> point it shows us that this rise of of gaming okay in a gaming community because here here's the reality parents a lot of parents don't really know what to do with this okay they don't know now you and i let's just give a little history here you and i were both raised as gamers yeah we grew up in the 80s and 90s yes and i remember actually creating a game using pc uh, PC Programmer Magazine. Wow. Three pages of code I typed into my Commodore 64. Come on, dude. To make a game where a little boot smashed a little ball that rolled across nice. the screen. Oh, I, I might be, okay, I might be able to one-up you. In high school, oh. I programmed with C++ Basic. Wow. Okay, you remember C++ and Basic, okay? Yes. Back in high school, and I made a moving 
a thing that flash lights on and off Christmas card <laughs> for my parents on a five and a half wow. floppy. And they were like, this is the greatest thing oh, on man. the planet. When I brought see, that Christmas card home, that, it was that's, That next was new level. school compared to me. I have the giant flop, and I actually had a tape drive. You put a cassette tape in. But you are you older than me. You play. I'm, I'm much older. <laughs> uh, no, you not press really. play, and you waited 30 minutes, and the game loaded out after the cassette Oh, play. my gosh. Oh, it was awesome. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Okay, from, so from you and I have been through Atari. Commodore right. 64, Atari, Nintendo, Nintendo Super right. Nintendo, Sega. I mean, Sega. I started with the Pong paddles. There was nothing. The whole game was just Pong. No, I had, I had those too. Yeah. You had those too. There yeah. Uh, my first computer, 386DX. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. i never forget mom came home with that thing when Christmas. But anyway, <laughs> we digress. So we've been through the we gaming. We grew up as gamers. We grew up as gamers. That was okay? the point. A lot of people don't understand it, particularly my wife, for, for sure. She right. doesn't. She'll never get it. I told her, you won't get it. My kids like the game. She'll never figure it out. I told my out. wife before we got married, you got to understand and accept this part of the world or I'm just, we can't do this. Okay. Well, you did better than I did because I did. Okay. <laughs> but for those parents who are listening or saying, I have no clue about gaming. Uh, you don't need to know about gaming to understand this, this phenomenon that's happening today with right. our kids. Because what's happening with our kids is we live in a, a community, a society where they're saying our kids are becoming more... Uh, isolated, more alone, right? They want to sit behind a computer. They're more connected than ever before technology-wise. Yes. But they're less connected than any generation before them with real relationships. Yes. Okay. Now, I would push back on that and say this. Our our kids, even even you and I, we we have a whole a whole connection of people mm-hmm. that we play with on these on these uh, gaming networks, if you right. will, right? That live in different cities and That's different right. states. And we're actually more connected with them, sadly, sadly, than yeah. some people we work in we, the office the with. The neighbors that live beside or us. Or the neighbors that live beside That's us. Right. Okay, tell us why that is, Chris, because people are listening and saying, yeah. there's no way you can make connections online. Sure. There's no way you can have community online. Yeah, I think it depends on how you define community. I think an older school of thought would say community is you in a room with people talking through things. Mm. And, and there's absolutely some merit to that. I think you've got to have that. Yeah. On the flip side, if there are people who you connect with because you like the same things, you talk about the same things, you have the same attitudes. I mean, just think of all your closest friends, that that group of people. And maybe you don't live near those people anymore and you're trying to connect with them. Um, yeah. We have ways to do that over the Internet, obviously, and, and different programs, phones, you know, apps. Um, there's different things on, on the web that you can do to do, use to do that. So I've got a really good friend of mine who works on staff at a church in Atlanta, and we talk almost every day mm. on the internet <laughs> as we're as right. we're hanging out, if you will, uh, playing games, you know, as frequently as we as we do. But that relationship has been fostered um, not by proximity, but by the ability to, to to connect through technology. So as far as whether it's better or equal to a uh, in-person relationship, you know, I think that's that's definitely a huge debate that's out there. Well, and I think, okay, so what does that have to do with the church? What does that have to right. do with discipleship? Good question. I think we need to be thinking ahead as it's becoming increasingly more relevant right. uh, and, and, and more commonplace for technology to replace relationships, personal encounters of one-on-one. Or provide a new avenue for relationships. Wait, I, I would look uh, that's what I'm saying. saying. Okay. Right, right. So it's, you either have two options. You put your head in the sand and you say people need to get off computers and get in person right. and, and throw them out, which we would agree that's the, the to option. To some extent, yep. Or we try to figure out how to curb or get ahead of what's coming. Okay, there was yeah. a book I read recently, came out in 2000, believe it or not, almost 20 years ago, but it's appropriate today. 
Yeah. Okay. Title of this book is called Bowling Alone. Oh, that's have you heard of this book? <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bowling Alone, the collapse and revival of American community. Wow. 20 years ago, almost, this guy wrote this. Wow, 500,000 so interviews. That? that was 1998. No, tw- well, 2000 is 2000, when it came okay. out, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay, and basically what he says is that social capital, our social capital, mm-hmm. the very fabric of the connections we have with each other, uh, is basically impoverished now uh, and bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So so what he and he said this 20 years yeah, ago, but I was going to say, man, that's crazy. But even 20 years insight. ago for us. Yeah. Think about how many relationships we had in person and, and how we built those relationships and fostered those relationships in community. And what he's talking about now is instead of going to bowl in community, which is what we used to do, bowling mm-hmm. in leagues, bowling yeah. with friends, people are just bowling alone. Wow. Or or <laughs> or going to lunch alone. Yeah. Or uh, doing things alone. And nowadays they're doing it with their phone. Doing it with their I mean, phone. Think about it. You're going to lunch alone, but I'm sitting here with my phone, so I'm somehow engaging. Okay, here's the I'm question. I'm scrolling through social media and I'm connecting in somehow. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's what he said. And what he said is more people are bowling today than ever before, but they're not bowling in leagues like they used to. They're just going to bowl alone. Okay, so what he what he's getting at is there are a lot of changes in 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 the work environment. There are a lot of changes in family structure. There's changes in suburban life, and there's all these factors that have contributed to this decline. Right. Okay, so here's the question I want to ask you: Are you ready? I am because you ask me a lot of questions. I want to ask you a question. I have no idea what you're going to say, but I'm ready to say. We something have no idea. You have no idea. You can't prepare for what I'm going to ask you, and you're going to be sweating when I ask you this. Oh, so be boy. prepared. If if we have community online. Right. Okay. Because you would say we do have some sort of community. We Absolutely. hang out together. We play games together. We talk. And our kids do. They they can't wait to get home. Sure. To get online. You know, I had Rig tell me the other day. I said, Rig, you're punished from the computer. Daddy, I got to get on. Play with Jonathan. He's waiting for me. <laughs> like waiting for you. You're 10 years old. Daddy, I promised him at school. Right. We were going to go play. I was like, well, you tell him your dad punished you. That's what you tell him, right? It's like, it was like his whole world fell apart because he couldn't get on a computer to talk through a headset with a friend from school. Right. That that, fu- that What's interesting is he just spent the whole day with. I know. Yeah. I- but he had to get on this computer game to have more community. Okay. Right. But here's, here's the question. Can you use technology to make disciples? That is a very good question. Can we use technology to make disciples? And the answer is going to have to come right after this word from our sponsor. Have you been looking for a way to train your church to make disciples? Our team here at Replicate, Robbie Gallaty, Candy Gallaty, Tim LaFleur, Gus Hernandez, and myself, Chris Swain, have put together a digital discipleship blueprint. We've taken our live event that thousands have attended, thousands have been impacted by, and we've put it together so that you can get it and watch from the comfort of your own church and show this to your people and use it as a training tool. You will learn how to plan, formulate, and develop a disciple-making culture in your church and its ministries. You can check it out at replicate.org slash buy blueprint, B-U-Y blueprint, replicate.org slash buy blueprint. If you'd like to check out the digital discipleship blueprint. And we're back with a very challenging and difficult question presented to me. And I had no idea I was going to be asked this question. Off the wall. Um, I'm going to throw out a very easy answer. (laughs) Uh, 
So Think about re, your answer restate before. Restate the question again, just, okay, here, just so we, we can recall what it was. Okay, here's can the, you have community? Can you have community? Well, because we have a lot of online right. relationships. We have friends online. Sure. People text people all the time. Right. We FaceTime and play games, let's say, together. Can you have a discipling relationship? Wait, that's a different or better question. Yet, can you question. disciple someone through technology? I, I would say there's multiple answers. One, okay. can you have community online? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, you can have. I've had it, so I could from experience. I can say I have community with some guys online. Mm. Um, can you disciple someone online? That's a tougher mm. question. That's the question. We get asked that every time we train. I have someone who says, "Man, I got some businessmen. They travel every week. They don't have time. All I can do is Facetime with these guys if we're going to do it." And I always struggle with the answer to that because my personal feeling, and this is coming from a 45-year-old guy who is, even though I you know, am plugged into uh, getting online, have that community, I would say, man, you need to be in person in your discipleship relationship. Mm. Um, now, there are obviously times when you can't. You, you know, Maybe you're, you're meeting as much as you can, and then the trip comes up or vacation comes up. My discipleship groups, both that I've had, uh, I've always, um, the both I've had recently, I've had to send out a text or a video of myself reciting the verse from time to time because we couldn't connect because it was a holiday or whatever. But in person, sitting with someone in a room and asking them key questions about their life, especially when it comes to the accountability side of things, I think is necessary. Mm. Um, does that eliminate any type of online connection? No. But I just feel like with discipleship, it does need to be. Yeah. Now, can there be some community online? Absolutely. I think there are some great avenues for evangelism online. Think about the amount of people you can reach through not just your social networks, but through online avenues of, of communication. You know, uh, my son plays online as well. He talks to some friends. Some other friends of theirs get involved. Suddenly they're talking about, hey, what did you learn at church this week? Yeah. So even at age 11, he's able to start talking about what God is doing in his life with people who may have never heard the gospel, who have never gone to church. So the opportunities are great. But when it comes to personal discipleship, I would argue you need to have that in-person connection as much as you possibly can. Obviously, we don't want to eliminate someone because their job means they're traveling all the time. So we've got to figure out how to minister to those. Yeah. But as far as saying, hey, we're going to have online discipleship and we're going to connect with people uh, virtually and you know, FaceTime is just as good as being in, in, in a room with someone, I would argue with that all right. from my personal experience. All right, let me give you a line. And I think you're exactly right. I would say technology should support your discipling relationships, not subvert the discipleship relationships, okay, or or not supplant, okay, not replace. Right. Better way, I'm trying to keep keep with the s's, but <laughs> <laughs> replace the discipleship relationship because there are times when I've discipled guys, Chris, that said, "Hey, listen, I'd like to be in the group, but once a month I'm right. gone. Can I still be a part of the group?" Mm -hmm. And I would say, "Can you FaceTime in?" Yes, and we had a guy. I even yeah. think in Andrew's group we had a guy that every now and then would FaceTime in. One of the right. groups I did here at Long Hollow, he would just FaceTime in. Right. And uh, that was okay to do on certain occasions. Sure. If a guy comes to me and says, I can't make any of the groups, can I FaceTime in every week? Right. I would say you probably need to find a group that you can get in weekly and consistently on times you're not traveling. Yeah. So for this guy, I'm thinking of a person uh, I'm thinking of, the only time he can meet with Saturday mornings because he traveled during the week. So I encouraged yeah. him to find a group on Saturday mornings because right. you and I both know, 
there's something different about being in the room with a group of guys sure. who hold you accountable, who right. look at you intentionally and ask the yeah. hard questions and uh, just traveling and being away and, 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 and not being face to face can hinder that relationship. Yeah. I would say technology is good. These relationships you build online are great, but I would say you're always pointing them to a face to face intentional relationship in person. And here's the thing what I was going to say. The reason I wanted to start with PUBG and and uh, Fortnite was when people say that our kids or the next generation doesn't they don't want community. Right. They don't want to be in community. I don't think that's true. Yeah. I think they're dying for community. Mm -hmm. The fact that they're getting online to play with other people yeah. uh, and and they're living in these created worlds that they can be anyone they want and put on right. uh, these identities. I think they're dying for community. Right. right. They just don't know the best avenue for fostering those relationships. So what I sure. would say is let's keep let, let's encourage th these relationships online, but let's not stop there. Right. So what I would say is, can you befriend someone online? Absolutely. But let's try to move that from being online to in person. Yeah. And I think the other thing that happens when you're in this scenario where you're saying, okay, is this actually community? I think you're right. They're dying for community because we're built for community. God uh, created us for community. Yeah. He exists in community, just looking at the Trinity. So we we know that. We know that community is crucial. But at the same time, we've got to look at our current culture and figure out how to impact it. And, yeah. and, you know, becoming all things to all people, I think, ties into how do we reach people who are immersed in this type of culture with the gospel and make disciples of of everyone, regardless of whether or not they, they understand that, hey, I need to be with other people. I think the challenge is we show them what can happen in a discipleship group. In other words, if we're having community in a way that we know is not really meeting our needs hmm. biblically, when we get into a discipleship group, we experience that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that sets discipleship apart when you do this model that Jesus showed us, yeah. is you experience community as you've never experienced it. I mean, think of it this way, not just the online guys who you would say, okay, it's a it's an online community. Is it really community? I would argue that a lot of Sunday school classes are just as unconnected. Oh man, now you meddling. Now you meddling. I would argue, even that. though you're in person, you're disconnected because exactly. you don't know anybody it's a, it's in the a class. Surface level conversation Come where on. we're willing to share the the, the safe sins that mm. we can all pray about and pat each other on the back and give each other a hug and then go home. Yeah. The reality is until you press into true community through discipleship groups. Now, and I'm not saying every life group, Sunday school classes that way. We all, we don't want them to be that way. Right. I'm just saying I've experienced those and I think a lot of churches experience those safe Sunday morning face that we connect with. And this type of connection that happens in discipleship groups takes it to the next level. And that's why I think there are a lot of people who would rather have that online relationship because the church that they've experienced perhaps sadly, yeah. never offered true community. Yeah. So so the reality of community, I think, is a lot of people may say, I'm not really interested in that. Right. Like, do I really want to give myself and time and effort to uh, yeah. living in community? And community is a two-way street, right? You get from it, but you also give to it. And so I would just say, like, even in our own life group, Chris, if I'm just being honest. Uh-oh. If I'm just being honest Easy here for a moment, listen to this. well, hopefully not. <laughs> the, the reality is, and 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 I have I have done some things to tweak the life group. Right. For me, uh, in the past, and we just changed it. My life group was on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Why did I put it on Sunday afternoon? I don't know. I did the same thing. I'll never know because on so Monday morning I'm working and Saturday night I'm preparing. So yeah. I don't know why we just made the tweak to Monday night, which I think uh -oh. is going to be better. Monday night's the new night. But to be honest with you, I would get home worn out, take yeah. a shepherd's rest. 
You know what a shepherd's rest I is? Do. Yeah, it's a, it's I've a glorified nap. Many. Yeah, I've it's a glorified many. nap. So I get up there, and man, I'd be like like out of it, and then I'd have to prepare <laughs> mentally, and I would tell my wife, you know, Candy all the time, Candy, do we really have life group tonight? You know. <laughs> And she said, "Robbie, you love the well. I do like the life group, but and and the thing is, going into the life group, right. I have to I have to just be candid. I'm not really excited, right? Just to be honest, getting the house ready. I'm, I mean, more people over ready. the house. You can't wear the sweatpants. Yeah, you, you, you know. know, you can't wear house slippers, right? Do you yeah. wear house slippers? Uh, I I'm not going to confirm or deny. I wear house slippers. I'm not going to confirm or deny. Andrew wears house slippers. Daniel, do you have house slippers? I do. Yeah, Dylan's okay, got house slippers. I will then confirm, and I feel okay. okay. You. <laughs> <laughs> Day, no shame in the house slipper game, okay? But anyway, so uh, but 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 when people come over to the house and after we have the life group right. and after we have prayer requests and after we live in community, every time, not one right. time, I say, oh, it was a waste of time. Yeah. I say, you know what, Candy, you're right. That was great. So a lot of people may think, man, I don't really, I don't really sure. need community. I'm not interested in community. Community's not so much. Think about this, and I was thinking about this yesterday. Community's not so much what what you can give to people. Community is for what you need from people. Hmm. And what what you need for edification, and what you need for encouragement, and what you need, and because the reality is, there are many times when you're going to be an encouragement to people, but yeah. there are a lot of times, like one time with our life group when we were getting attacked, and some people were emailing us a long time ago and hmm. negative things about us. Our life group leader said, "Hey, let's just stop and pray for the Galities," and we spent the whole group as they just got around encouraging us, and one by hmm. one, the couples lifted up prayer. And, and I'm telling you, that was so encouraging for us, yeah. and we needed that. That's probably not something you're going to get online you probably won't get that online yeah and 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 that's a good point so uh, we're not we're not saying Fortnite and PUBG in and of itself is bad no and we're not okay? saying online relationships are bad and communication anything in moderation saying, is good. and we're saying listen yeah. if you're if you're playing Fortnite and PUBG all the time it's all you think about anything in without moderation it's is like bad anything, yeah anything in life yeah right. but what we're saying is something in moderation that leads to relationships gospel presentations is good yeah. so I think we're just pointing out that discipleship and specifically in discipleship groups is where greater community can happen. Amen. And that's what we want to see. So we also want to let you guys know that we are part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. And this week we want to talk about our friends at Ask Me Anything with hosts, J.D. Greer and Todd Unziker. Ooh. I love that last name, yeah. Unziker. Oh, Why yeah. can't I have that Todd's last man. name? He's J.D.'s right-hand that man. That is solid, Unziker. Yep. So here's the deal. You ask J.D. <laughs> anything. And he answers. Well, yes, Todd, and then Todd asks well, JD. <laughs> Technically, you ask Todd anything, but JD's pretty sharp. He, <laughs> really he sharp. He asks JD, and then JD answers. And yeah. So, honest answers to some of our toughest theological, ethical, and leadership questions coming from the President of Southern Baptist Convention and Pastor JD Greer. Check it out. Ask me anything wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.